teachers, you may have a student placed in your class who has English as an additional language, EAL, and may not speak a word of English. Um, I had a student a couple of years ago when I was teaching in, mainstream, in a mainstream school, I was teaching level three, CTEC sport, so sixth form, and it was a student in year 12 who joined my class within a few weeks of the first of the new academic year. And you can speak a word of English, you can only speak Portuguese. Um, so I had to figure out quickly how to deliver the content that I needed to um, to my new student when he didn't understand a word of English. He could say a few things here and there, but um, he couldn't speak fluent English and couldn't understand the technical knowledge that I had to then um, deliver to him. Um, so I had to rely quite a lot on Google Translate to begin with, um, which meant I had to use my phone. I had to use my phone to Google Translate to him in lessons. Um, at first I was typing on my phone and then showing him the answer, but then I started speaking into my phone and it translated it for him to then understand what I was asking him to do in the lesson, what I was asking the students to do in the lesson. Um, because I didn't want him to feel left out. I wanted him to be involved as much as possible. Um, I wanted him to feel comfortable in the lesson um, and support as much as possible. Um, so that's the reason I did that. Uh, now, I then found a website that I could upload my resources to and it would translate it into his language, into Portuguese and provide me with a document um, that was in Portuguese for him. And I did that for him um, for a while in my lessons. Um, and bless him, he said, oh, thank you, miss. He obviously wrote back to me in English and email said, thank you, miss. Um, but please, I feel bad because he, he thought that was taking up too much of my time. He didn't want me to do that. Um, and also, obviously, I understood as well because he wanted to engross himself in English. That's the best way that you learn. Um, and then Google Drive um, had this tool where it will translate the document into the language that you need. Um, so I showed him how to do that so that in lessons, if he wanted to translate it, he could. Um, but I also provided him with as much example work as possible to support him. Um, and made him aware, of course, that you couldn't copy the work. And I also recorded my lessons. So I recorded my lessons through Google Meet um, because my school had that um, license where we could record our lessons, we could record our meets. So I would have my slides up on my main computer and then I'd have my Chromebook set up facing the whiteboard so I could record everything that I was writing on the board um, as well as what I was delivering in the lesson. And I made that available to all my students for revision purposes and to help them complete coursework away from the lessons. Um, but I also made my EOL students specifically aware, like these videos are there to support you. Um, and I wanted something there for him to be able to translate and use at home um, when it comes to revision and completing work at home. Um, because yes, at the beginning I'd, produce documents for him specifically in his language. I use Google Translate a lot. Um, I still use Google Translate from time to time lessons to make sure he understood um, after a few months. But yeah, I did realize that giving him resources in his language the whole time wouldn't benefit him, that he needed to engross himself in the language. Um, because I even looked into whether or not we could change the exam paper at the end in, in January 
Um, well, for him it would have been in May, June because he started a bit later than everybody else and because I wanted him more time um, to prepare for the exam because of the language barrier. Um, but I even looked at that. I even looked at trying to change the exam paper so that it could be in his language, but that wasn't allowed, unfortunately. Um, so that's all these different things in my lessons to try and support my student the best way that I could to make sure that he was engrossed in the lesson, he was learning, he was still able to progress. And you know what? He produced some really good coursework for me. He didn't copy anything. It was all his work. Um, even though I gave him example work, he didn't copy. He used it to support him. And he actually, he actually worked really hard and he put so much effort into his work. Um, and he was able to produce coursework for me. I gave deadlines to the class, but I said to him, look, don't worry if you miss these deadlines, you can have extensions, it's fine. Um, basically, I just want to take his time and to be able to give him the work when he was ready, when he was able to, because he was trying to complete coursework for me as well as learn the exam unit and all that content to be able to do the exam at the end of the year. Um, and then he had other subjects to do as well as he was a year 12 student. So I didn't want to overwhelm him. Um, but he didn't miss my deadlines. He met my deadlines. He was very studious, very hardworking. And the work that he produced was good. It was to a good level. Um, now, what I also did was when I, mark, when I marked my level three CTEC work for my students, um, they produced all their work on Google Drive. So I marked it as comments down the side. That's how I marked. Sometimes I use voice notes, but mostly I do comments down the side of their work to support them. Um, and... What I did for my student was, for my EL student, was I actually put, I wrote the comment in English, but then I also put the translated version underneath in Portuguese so that he could then see the English and the Portuguese. I didn't want him to not use, I didn't want him to not learn English. I wanted to learn English, of course, to help him support him. So by having both there, he was able to learn, um, he was able to learn, progress a lot quicker in um, picking up the English language. Um, and yes okay that would have taken me some time i mean all i have to do is put in google translate and then copy it across but it would have given, taken me additional time in terms of marking the work producing lessons and supporting helping them with revision um but I mean, as teachers that's what we do that's what we do we we do what we can to support our students the best way that we can because we don't want them to fall behind i mean yes okay <laughs> when it comes to teaching our students' progress impacts on us. Of course it does, performance management. But that was the last thing that I cared about at this point. I just wanted him to do well for him. I wanted him to succeed in a place where he didn't know English very well to begin with. Um, unfortunately, he didn't stay with us for the whole year. But he, he was so thankful. He was so grateful. And that, to me, means more than grades on a piece of paper. But students actually being thankful, respectful and doing well in lessons and wanting to work hard when they couldn't speak a word of English to begin with. So it is difficult, especially if as a trainee teacher or an early careers teacher, you've got a student in your class who um, is EAL, you might have two or three students in your class that are EAL. But make sure you talk to other teachers because other teachers might have different strategies and different things that they do to help support their students and those students in, your, in their lessons. Um, and use resources that you have. Like I had the translating the, doc, the website for translating documents. Now Google Drive does that anyway. But just 
try, all you can do is your best. Try and do your best and try to not do everything in their language like I did initially and support them in learning English, help them in learning English, give them the English version and their language just to help them um, become more engrossed in the language and support them with learning the language. So don't be afraid as a training teacher, an early career teacher, if you have students in your class that suddenly put in your class who have additional uh, English as additional language, don't be afraid of that. Um, just do your best, rise to the challenge, um, research, talk to other staff, and do as much as you can to support your student when it comes to helping them learn English and learn your content, learn the knowledge of your lesson. So learn the knowledge that they need to learn for your lesson, for your subject area, for their exams, for example. Now, you don't have to um, record your lessons. I did, but I was teaching for 13 years at this point, so I didn't. it wasn't something that I was worried about. I didn't worry about SLTC and videos or anything like that. I just thought, you know what, I need to record these videos to support my students so that they'll have a better understanding in terms of and the content. They'll have revision support at home. But I also thought... If I do this now, I can reuse these videos over a period of time to support my future students, to help them at home. So I don't have to record lessons all the time, I won't be recording every single year, but I'd have a backlog of lessons there to support my students. Um, but that's not something that you would have to do, especially as a trainer and early career teacher, that's, that can be quite daunting, as understandable. Um, but obviously I've teaching for 13 years, so by that point I thought, you know what, I'm just going to record it and to support my students. But just... Just do what you can as teachers. All we can do is what we can, do the best that we can to support our teachers, to support our students, sorry, who have English as additional language. Um, but always try to provide your feedback or we sort of email the student, have it in English, and then have it in their language so that they're able to then pick up English a lot quicker.